Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Flick Everett, and I'm Yahoo's Senior Lifestyle Editor. Welcome to the Life Edit Podcast. Each episode, I'm joined by a different guest editor, and we'll be discussing the top trending stories of the moment. So today, our guest is royal reporter Rebecca, and she's going to tell us what's happening with the royals. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Flick. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Now, before we begin, I'm going to ask you what royal memorabilia you've got. And I'm going to confess, somewhat embarrassingly, I have got a coronation mug with the Queen on it from 1953, which I bought in a charity Don't be shop. embarrassed. <laughs> it's lasted a long time, um, but I'll probably <laughs> break it. And um, So what's yours? You're the royal correspondent. What's your memorabilia? I know you would think that I would, I lived in a house that's just swimming in in royal things. Um, I'm pretty sure I've got a Charles and Diana plate somewhere. I don't okay. quite know what I've done with it. <laughs> um, what I have been really enjoying recently is um, this weighty tome. Um, this is a, a new biography that's out on third of June, um, all about the Queen, um, and it's it's excellent. It's really thorough. Oh, fantastic! Massive, as you can see. So there's some great pictures in it. Oh, brilliant! We love new pictures of the Queen. We're always interested. That's brilliant because <laughs> we will be talking about the Queen at great length very shortly. So of course we are talking about the Queen today and the older royals if we're, we're able to bundle them all together. Uh, so the Queen, Charles, Camilla, the, old, the older ones. Uh, so obviously starting on a slightly sad note, I mean the Queen was recently widowed at 95. I mean, how do you think she's coping? I mean, I think no one can deny that uh, Philip had a good innings um, and they had a, a good, long, happy life together. So I'm sure she will be um, cherishing those memories. Um, and the Queen, of course, is a woman of faith. And I think she will be um, holding holding that close to her as well. Um, I'm sure she'll be seeking some some wise counsel from close family members. Um, she's said to be very close to um, Sophie, the Countess of Wessex. They share that common faith. So I think that she'll be taking comfort in family as much as she can at the moment, of course, with restrictions, though we're allowed indoors with one another. So I'm sure that would be a great help to her. But she's the kind of woman who, yeah, has a real sense of duty. So for her, getting back out there will be what she wants to do and what he would have wanted her to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where is the Queen living at the moment? Because I know she's not at Buckingham Palace anymore, is she? Talk us through that. Where's she gone and why? <laughs> yeah, so she's at Windsor Castle. She's been there pretty much the whole time since uh, the pandemic really started, since the, since the first lockdown. Um, Windsor is somewhere which has uh, a really a really happy set of memories for her. It's where she was um, during the war um, with her sister, Margaret Rose. And it's where they've spent Christmases for a long time up until they moved that up to Sandringham. Um, and it's where she normally, in kind of normal times, would go for the weekend. And it's where she spends Easter. 
So it made a lot of sense, I think, um, for her to go to Windsor when the outbreak first happened. If we cast our minds back all the way to March 2020, London was obviously really badly affected by COVID. Um, so it made sense to take the Queen out of the capital. Um, and she's pretty much stayed there since. She managed a little break in Scotland, um, came back via Sandringham um, in the summer and has been back there ever since. Do you think she'll ever come back to Buckingham Palace or is that it now? Do you reckon she's just going to stay at Windsor? Well, with all the work that's going on at Buckingham Palace, there's a lot of renovations. You could see that perhaps it would make sense to keep her there. And I think, you know, with her age, I don't know if anyone would really begrudge her staying there. But... She is someone who, who knows the importance of her work. Um, so she might think that it's more appropriate for her to try to get back and be in London. Certainly the audiences that she's running at the moment um, are all running virtually. So people like ambassadors um, will turn up at Buckingham Palace and then they see her on a screen. And I don't think that's really the way the Queen wants to do the job. Um, she would probably much rather be receiving them in the state rooms as used to happen. So I imagine it's just little jobs like that that um, she'll think, well, we should get back to Buckingham for those, shouldn't we? Absolutely. I mean, it is incredible, isn't it? To think that this is the woman who was sitting down with Winston Churchill, you know, <laughs> having briefings just after the war. Yeah. And you know, it's it's unbelievable. And now she's on Zoom, basically, <laughs> talking to people yeah. across the world. It, it does seem yeah. mad and very impressive yeah. as well, because she's very good at adapting, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that. Obviously, when she was living at Buckingham Palace, I, I kind of may be wrong about this, but I got the impression she saw quite a lot of her family. You know, I don't know that they were always popping in or whatever, but they always seemed to be mingling around at state occasions and seeing each other at various events. I mean... Do you think that's had to come to an end, partly because of the pandemic? Obviously, Harry and Meghan are now off in America. Um, do you think she sees a lot less of her family now? I think she probably isn't seeing quite as much um, as usual, though Charles um, was able to go down to Windsor for a walk over the Easter weekend. Um, I'm probably going to get the exact nature of the rules um, wrong. But I think at that point you were allowed to see people outside. Yeah, <laughs> I can see so, your cat. Um, it's very sweet. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it adds um, to the general atmosphere. It's fine. <laughs> so Charles was able to go and see her for a walk. Um, he was able to spend time with her outside. They actually planted a tree as well, part of the um, the work that they'll be doing for her Platinum Jubilee, um, which is next year. Um, and she's said to be very close to, the, to all the Wessexes, not just Sophie. Um, and they live um, quite nearby in Bagshot Park. And then you've also got Prince Andrew, um, not too far away. Um, and actually, although Charles is more likely to perhaps do more things in, in London while his, his mother is still in Windsor, his preferred home um, is Highgrove, his private kind of personal home. And that's not too far away in Gloucester. So actually, people are quite close by. There is the possibility that they can keep going. But yeah, these state occasions, we're really missing those big family yeah. get-together moments at the moment. I know, yeah. There's it, there's far more limited opportunities to look at fashion as well, <laughs> see what they're all wearing, which yeah. is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing I know that the Queen really relies on for company and comfort is her dogs, isn't it? Yes, it has been over the years. Yeah, and, and I know we're sad We're going to talk about this very sad moment. Yeah, yeah, because I believe... Um, the latest two dogs that she had were given to her as a gift. Is that correct? That's our understanding. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. she was um, she was given two puppies, um, kind of in the wake of of Philip's um, death, 
um, and then one of them died. Oh, so. That's so sad. <laughs> so how many she got now? Yeah, Do we awful. know? Is there just literally one left? Well, yes, I think she was down to her last doggy and now she's got one puppy. Um, so I think she's on two dogs. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably there enough work for a 95-year-old, I'm sure. I would imagine so. I expect she has a bit of help. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really quite sad. I mean, I love dogs, and you clearly are an animal lover with your cats milling around. And I think, <laughs> you know, at, at one point, I mean, this may have been way back in the 70s, but she had tons of corgis and doggies, didn't she? I mean, they, they were just like a whole train of them trotting through the corridors at Buckingham Palace. Yeah, there are fabulous pictures, as you say, from back in the sort of 70s and 80s. Um, of the dogs getting on and off planes yeah. um, as they would fly up to Balmoral together yeah. and that sort of thing. You know, they didn't, <laughs> didn't really go anywhere without the dogs. Um, and there were, like you say, so many. She's in her mid-90s, right? <laughs> she's getting on a bit, it's fair to say. She does an amazing job, but she's not getting any younger, is she? I mean, what do you think, as royal correspondent, is going to happen if she steps down or, you know, the inevitable happens at some point? Will Charles step up and take over? Or do you think, well, this is a man in his 70s. He's not really, you know, interested in being king. Will it pass straight to William, as some people suggest? Um, I don't think it will pass straight to William. I think this is a job that Charles has been waiting to do for 60 years and he wants to do it. Um, I also think that it would be a shame for William. I think we, we talk a lot about how popular William is, and that's true, he is really popular. But he's also... A relatively young man he's not yet 40 he's got three kids under eight and he's not had a chance to be the heir to the throne and I think if anyone knows how important that is in getting someone ready it would be Charles and I don't think it would be sensible to have um, him miss out on that really important kind of role as well because if we pass straight to William we've then got Prince George becoming potentially the Prince of Wales and certainly the Duke of Cornwall and taking over the Duchy of Cornwall, God, he's a bit which little. is this huge multi-million pound estate. And, you know, are we going to give that to someone when they're 10 years old? I don't think that would be a very good idea either. That's actually um, a really good point, which I hadn't thought of at all. Yeah, that's really valid. It does have a big knock-on effect. I feel like Charlotte could probably uh, yeah, do a fair job, but... <laughs> yeah. Charlotte will get the abacus out and she'll, she'll, be fine. <laughs> she'll have it all. She'll be all over it. <laughs> well, so that's really interesting. So you think Charles actually is quite keen and ready to do his duty as king and sort of step up? Yeah, we've heard recently that he's planning to have greater access for the public to some of the palaces um, across the country. Um, so he's clearly making plans for what a, a King Charles monarchy will look like. Um, and I, I think this is the role he's been waiting for. And, and in a lot of ways, he's been taking over some of the key roles. This year's state opening of Parliament is actually the first time in a while we haven't seen Charles next to his mother um, because the consort's chair had to be removed from the House of Lords because the Queen's consort, Philip, is dead. But actually, it's been Charles for the last three or four openings of Parliament who's been in that chair next, in that very important role. The Queen hasn't travelled abroad since she went to Malta in 2015. Um, so he's been doing the lion's share of those um, foreign trips um, because William and Kate haven't quite picked up as many yet because they've got the kids and they... Um, as much as um, Kate's previously said that she's had to 
let go of that idea of doing every single school run. Um, but they do still want to be really hands-on parents. You know, they take the kids up to Norfolk for the weekend. So, so I think, yeah, we're seeing what he will look like and we're starting to find out um, what, what he'll do when he's king. That would be exciting. I can't imagine King Charles. I mean, it's been so long, hasn't it, poor guy? He's yeah. waited a, a long time for his big moment. So that's yeah. great. And in other other royal news, maybe the ones that we don't talk about so much, but things are happening for them as well, aren't they? Princess Beatrice is pregnant. Yes, very exciting. Another royal baby. This will be the Queen's 12th great-grandchild. Edo Mapelli-Mozzi um, already has a son uh, from a previous relationship and I think um, she's, you know, really stepped up as a, as a stepmom. Um, and certainly uh, Sarah Ferguson has talked about Wolfie um, as being just as, you know, just part of the family, um, just like August, who is Eugenie's uh, son. Yeah, so really exciting news uh, for the Yorks. Oh, and also Zara Tindall, Zara and Mike Tindall have a baby too, don't they? Yes, they've recently welcomed um, Lucas Philip um, in not a not a conventional royal birth, um, and not a conventional royal baby announcement either. Nothing the Tindalls do is particularly conventional, and I think that's why we love them so much. Um, Mike is often using um, his podcast to let us know all of the royal goings on um, in their Tindall house and yeah they they seem like almost a normal family yeah yeah i i like zara i must say and is it true did she actually give birth in the bathroom or did i get that wrong yeah she gave birth in the bathroom so they were at home i think it was a saturday or sunday afternoon she'd been having contractions and uh, a friend of hers dolly maud a very good very good uh, friend um suddenly realized that they were too close together or that they were too far along at least in the um in the labor process to make it to the hospital on time the midwife was en route to the hospital mike managed to get hold of her and say can you come to the house instead um, <laughs> and <Quickly. laughs> she gave birth on the bathroom floor amazing thankfully with a midwife and not just former England rugby player Mike Tyndall fell. Wow. I love that. I mean, I can sort of just imagine it's the kind of thing her mum, Princess Anne, would have done. You know, they both seem very, very capable women, you know, into horses and no yes. nonsense. Just have the baby, get it done. <laughs> yeah, very practical. Just, oh, has that happened? Okay, then. Um, <laughs> just sort of adapting to the latest thing. <laughs> oh, bless them. I also think it must be really lovely for the Queen to have this new generation coming through as well. And, you know, she's lived this in incredibly extraordinary long life. So tell us a bit about the book that you were showing us to begin with, because I know there's this new biography mm. of the Queen. I mean, it must be huge because <laughs> she has been the Queen for a long time. I mean, is it is it really going to cover everything? It's enormous. Just about. Um, yeah, it goes right from her birth up to present day, um, up to how she's coped with the um, COVID-19 pandemic and even, you know, elements of, of her Christmas message most recently um, talks about uh, a little bit about uh, Harry and Meghan stepping back too. So yeah, it covers a, a huge span, nearly a century, Gosh. in fact, of British history, really, but through yeah. the eyes of our monarch. 
It is history, isn't it? How amazing. I mean, are we going to find out anything astonishing and, and bombshell worthy or is it more sort of from the historical perspective of the Queen's life? It's quite a historical book. It's really comprehensive. So I think if you're um, keen on something that's maybe a little bit more social, a little bit more personable um, and something that's just really thoroughly researched, um, you can't really go wrong with this one. The author, Matthew Dennison, has looked at her childhood. And did you know the first biography was written about the Queen when she was four years old? Good I mean, at this point, she was still <laughs> Princess Elizabeth, yes. the daughter of the Duke and Duchess of York, wasn't even expected to be the Queen. Yet someone wrote a biography about her at four. I don't know what you say about a four-year-old, even say, when they're the child. You know, of... Queen slept, ate some chicken for tea. I mean, well... <laughs> You know, what did she do for? Yeah. Well, she was praised as being an example to four-year-olds everywhere. I expect so she was. So those poor four-year-olds of the 1930s had a lot of pressure put on <laughs> I think them. they did, actually. <laughs> Especially aristocratic ones. Well, on that yeah. excellent note, I think we've run out of time, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been great. It's been really fun to discuss everything that's been going on with the royals, and there is plenty more to discuss next time. But if you'd like to read more in the meantime, keep up with all the royal news, head to Yahoo Style UK. And next time, I'll be talking to another of our brilliant guest editors about whatever's been going on for them and their subject of choice. Don't miss it, and thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 